When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle on Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome into a week 16 rapid reaction on the Giants huddle podcast. My name is Madeline Burke here alongside Giants Super Bowl champion Jonathan Casillas. And the Giants fall to the Minnesota Vikings 27-24 on Christmas Eve. But that is not stopping Jonathan Casillas from being in Christmas spirit here, showing up in a Christmas sweater and making sure that before we go on the podcast with no video, that he turned on the lights for this sweater. So thank you for bringing this joy after a tough loss. Madeline, in all fairness, I thought there was video over this. <laughs> but the lights are on and they're working right now because I'm in the Christmas spirit. You know, just to paint a picture for those of you listening right now, there is a sleigh, Santa sleigh being pulled by cats and uh, blinking lights and stars as this... Uh, Beautiful sweater brings us Christmas joy, much needed Christmas joy we on needed Christmas after Eve that game after that earlier, tough right? loss. I mean, the Giants tie it up with two minutes and one second left to go. Get a Saquon Barkley 27-yard rushing touchdown. Go for two, get it. It's 24-24. But then Greg Joseph just kicks wow. a 61-yard field goal, a career-long by five yards to secure the Vikings' win. And it wasn't meant to be for the Giants today. It was almost a fairy tale, you know, type of uh, game for the Giants where they can secure a playoff spot with two games left in the season, which is huge because nobody gave them any credit at all and, and thought nothing of the Giants before the season. And they had a possibility to beat the second best team in the NFC and secure it on a, on a away game. But they fell short. Some mistakes. I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit more as this, <laughs> this podcast goes on. But look, they had a chance to do it, and now they just got to do it home next week. Absolutely. You know, the Giants had an opportunity, had several opportunities, couldn't quite close this one out. But as you mentioned, this is a team that second best in the NFC could be uh, at the end of this season, the number one overall seed in the NFC when all is said and done. Not quite decided yet, but a lot of talent on the Vikings side of this team. Uh, of this matchup, but the Giants really went toe-to-toe, especially on behalf of Daniel Jones, who had 334 yards passing in a touchdown, added another uh, 34 yards with his feet. This was the first time in Daniel Jones's career that he had a completion percentage over 70% and 300 yards passing. Just an accuracy, a beautiful game by Daniel Jones, quarterback. And and you look at it and who who is he throwing to? No offense to any of the Giants receivers, but they're not Pro Bowl guys. You know these these are guys who you know would be threes and fours on other teams. You know, like I said, no offense. I got a 
the utmost respect for anybody that plays in the NFL. But I'm just speaking, you know, facts. And Daniel Jones, he's making these guys better. You know, Isaiah Hodgins, who I think is a pretty good receiver, big target. He catches, you know, passes. Richie James, who is kind of like the returner, scat back type of guy. He's making these guys better. He make He's making them look like they're actually really good receivers because possibly they could be. But when you have a quarterback that can give you the ball, in, in situations and allow you to make yards after the catch. I think Daniel Jones does a good job in ball placement, and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for that, Madeline. Right, right. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And, you know, you look at that, you mentioned these guys. Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins were the team's leading receivers. Darius Slayton had four receptions for 79 yards. Uh, Saquon Barkley had eight receptions for 49 yards. But Isaiah Hodgins, eight receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown was a career high for him in both receptions and receiving yards. That is just to, to emphasize the point of what you say is that, you know, no disrespect to these guys, but these are, you know, number three, number there's, four receivers. There's no on Justin roster. Jefferson's on this team. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's no clear number one on this team, and Daniel Jones still finding a way to pass for 334 yards and keep this team in it with two minutes left to go. And I think that's, you know, a tribute to him, you know, and how much he's progressed over the years. You know, when Daniel Jones first came in the league, he got a lot of scrutiny for how high he got drafted. And nobody really knew about him because you had, you know, Haskins in front of him and you had other guys who, you know, knew a little more uh, relevant names. But then Daniel Jones has been very consistent in, in terms of numbers. What he has done this year, he has not been consistent with the amount of turnovers and the amount of bad plays that he has because if you watch him this year he's made he's putting these giants in games every single game and if the game's close he's giving them an opportunity to win the game like he did today mm -hmm. he if they missed that field goal that daniel jones got them to the tie he was the one that did that he was the one that he was the one that forced overtime if they would have missed that 61 yard career long field goal you know, so Daniel Jones is making plays and he's doing it consistently this year. And what he's not doing, he's not turning the ball over consistently. The ball he threw today, which I think was probably his worst ball he threw today, and it was a little a little bit on the back hip of the receiver. And then you got Patrick Peterson who is, you know, he Hodgins been kind of getting the best of him at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, when you are going against a guy like that, you have to be perfect because he's just waiting for you to throw that ball a little bit behind which Daniel Jones did and Patrick Peterson took advantage of it so we look for Daniel Jones not to do stuff like that but that's the thing it doesn't happen that much this year it's only happened a few times five times I think right five interceptions only yeah year? I believe so Patrick Peterson though with that interception the first time the DJ has been picked off in five weeks as well um, you know, Kirk Cousins, no interceptions, but it could have been two. You know, the Giants mm -hmm. had their hands on the ball twice today, uh, but for a myriad of reasons, penalty or or whatnot, pass interference, that, that was called back, which brings me back to the, the penalties right here, right? You look at the Giants having seven penalties for 63 yards. At halftime, when the score was 10-7 in favor of the Vikings, the Giants had five penalties right there. So when you're shooting yourself in the foot against a team like the Minnesota Vikings, 
you, you just can't do that. You can't make those mistakes. And, and that's something that that's rearing its ugly head. This is something that's been the Achilles heel for the Giants, the, the penalties. And then we talked about a little bit earlier on the show, special teams. Honestly, the Giants have been, for me, they've been horrible on special teams. You know, you can argue offensively, defensively, how good or bad they're playing, but I think it's a consensus. They have not been good on special teams. Yeah, they had to block a couple weeks ago, but I mean, that's a seven point, that's a seven yard block point. Honestly, that's a really easy block, to be honest, Madeline. Yeah. It's not a hard block. When they're backed up like that and the punter is basically taking a step that puts the block point at seven yards, the only thing I do is get your hand up. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they have to improve because games like this, it basically costed them the game that they got the block punt, the punt blocked it at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, the block punt was a tough one, just the field position there in general. Uh, it was not an easy game for them, but again, they've still fought their way. They clawed, they were in it against this Vikings team that is nothing to scoff at. Defensively as well, though, this Giants defense did a really good job, especially in this first half, uh, putting pressure on Kirk Cousins. One, two, three, uh, four sacks on Kirk Cousins, a guy who gets sacked quite a bit. Um, I mean, looking at the way that the defense held, you know, Justin Jefferson, of course, the league best receiver setting records, but, you know, you've got Adam Thielen, another guy who was quiet. You know, there are some, there, they had some good coverage on some of these good receivers out here. What did you make of the Giants' defensive performance today? I think they played fairly well. You know, Minnesota is a, a team that can that can score over 30 points, as we saw last week on their comeback. They did it in one half. Mm-hmm. And, and the Giants, I felt like, did a good job in battling these, you know, the tough receivers. I didn't think, look, Justin Jefferson is on my fantasy, right? And yeah. I was okay with him not having 100 yards today. Wow. I was okay with that. In the fantasy playoffs. That's, yeah, that's I was. a bold statement, Because you Mr. know why? Because I want to work in the playoffs. And yeah. I'm talking about me personally because yep. I work for the Giants, right? Yep. I want to work in the playoffs. I want to have a playoff game where I can say we are in the playoffs. We collectively meaning the Giants, right? Justin Jefferson is the best receiver we've seen in a very long time. And, and, now, and I'll say this with a myriad of talent at that wide receiver position, especially young guys, like his counterpart from LSU, like the the kid Chase, right? Uh, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, tremendous receiver. Justin Jefferson is the golden boy of the group of great young receivers. And I think the Giants early on did a really good job against them. Hawkinson was the guy that gave the Giants trouble early, but then at the end of the game, when you look, right, and you want, you want to, like make plays and, and who who are your playmakers, right? And I'm talking about any defense, offense, any team. You're gonna go to your playmaking guy, yep. and that's exactly what they did. He was double covered on a touchdown, Madeline. Yeah, that's how good he is. That is Be- how good he it is. It doesn't matter what you do if he is that good, and and the, and the pass is a pretty good pass. He's going to make that play. Justin Jefferson is light years beyond, I think, any receiver in the NFL, even Devontae Adams, who's been, I think, the, the perennial number one for a while. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. 
comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. No. Yeah, I mean, easily. He's, he had 133 yards receiving today, uh, past Randy Moss's franchise record of the most receiving yards in a single season. With two games left, he's about 209 yards shy of the NFL record for the most receiving yards in a single season. This man is really something special to see. But, you know, on the Giants side of the ball, another guy who's been something special this year, Saquon Barkley. You know, yep. nothing, uh, not a superstar performance today, but a great performance, a, a hardworking performance. He had 14 rushing attempts for 84 yards and a touchdown with a long of 27 yards on that touchdown, added another 49 yards in receiving. But the interesting thing, too, is his rushing performance, averaging six yards per carry against a Vikings defense, a Vikings run defense that allows an average half of that. That, I think, is an impressive stat, too, for Saquon to be able to find those holes and find those gaps and get those chunk yardage plays, including that 27-yard touchdown against a defense that doesn't usually allow that. Yeah, and in the last two weeks, you saw Saquon have maybe like a, a, a pedestrian performance in the first half. And then the second half, he takes over the game with his legs. And that's what you wanted to see. That's what uh, King Henry does in Tennessee. When Tennessee was making their playoff pushes, King Henry got stronger as the season progresses and as the game progresses. And I think that's what we're seeing from Saquon. He had a little lull in the middle of the season with injuries, I think, being the main cause of that. Bellinger being out, Evan Neal being out, and the moving, uh, rotating door that's at the offensive line. But now I think now the Giants understand who their playmakers are. Who are the guys that's going to be with them when they do getting to the playoffs? Who's going to be that starting lineup? Because this is a playoff team. No matter what anybody thinks, the Giants are a playoff team. They might not start that way from the beginning of the season. They may not look that way, you know, preseason. But this is a playoff team. They got to win one more. One, one more. more. I know. I love, that, I love the, the way you're speaking this right now because you say when they get in the playoffs, yeah. not if. And the Giants, you know, they were this close. I mean, you saw that Detroit lost today. Seattle lost today it's crazy in the how 1 o'clock it's window. It's still in the right? hands it's of the Giants. And to be able to control your own destiny because had the Giants won today, they would have clinched yep. the playoffs considering those other two losses as well. Now, now all they have to do is win one game. And they've got the Colts next week and then the Eagles in week 18. And I think as a player... It is empowering to know that you're not looking around the league hoping that this team does this and that team does that. All you have to do is control your what you do and do it, and you control your own destiny. One win out of these next two days punches this Giants ticket into the wild card round of the playoffs. They got to handle their business. Handle Madeline. their business. That's what they got to do. Not worried about what you, like you said, nobody else winning, nobody else losing. They're not watching. They're, if they win at home, mm-hmm. at MetLife Stadium, That'll be so huge, not only for the organization, but for the fan base who have, have look, they've been, the, fan, the fans struggling right now. <laughs> You're tearing they, up like they, this right they now. Have been, yeah. but they have been struggling. Madden, I played for this team for three years. My second year, we went 11 and five, went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They haven't been in the playoffs since then. That was 2016. Sniffed yes. the playoffs since then. They haven't been in playoff contention. They haven't been 500 since, since then. then. Right. You know, so this is a huge thing for not only the region and the organization, but for this fan base who look, these are New Jersey, New Yorkers, right? They're going to support you when you're good. And they're going to tell you about yourself when you're bad. Honesty is key. Yeah, this is the fan base that you got to deal with. So the guys, look, they're not going to show up to teams that aren't good. That's just what they do here. They're not like Green Bay. They're not like the Steelers. They don't show up all the time. They show up when the teams are good. Right. That's what it happened. That's what happens here. That's why I loved playing here in New York. And that's why when people say, why do you care about what well, why you why is it so important or why do you like playing in New York so much? Because of that. Yeah. Because you gotta earn it. Gotta you're earn not, it. There's no 
participation trophies in New York and New Jersey. Absolutely. You got to go out there and win it. showing up, friends. No, and then you got to go out there and win it. And this is an important one. Next weekend, Sunday, 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium, the Giants are taking on the Colts on New Year's Day. Now, this is a Colts team. This is a team that a lot of people are going to look at this matchup and say, oh, it's a gimme. The Giants should win at home, clinch the playoff spot. No, 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 no. This is a NFL team. I don't care if their record going into this week on Monday Night Football is 4-9-1. and one. I don't care if their coach, Jeff Saturday, doesn't have previous coaching experience. I don't care. You know, Jonathan Taylor, their star running back, is on IR and isn't playing anymore. This is still a team full of NFL players who are looking to put some tape on the field and show that they are worthy of being here. And these individuals and as a team are going to be out there trying to make a point now. And I don't think that this, I think that this young Giants team needs to stay focused and understand that this is not a Colts game to sleep on. No, definitely not. Look, look, the Colts, the the way the season is going, right? People are going to lose their jobs. That's what happens when you're not a good football team record wise. You have good players there. You have great players there, right? People are playing for their jobs this week in Indianapolis. Right. So you're going to get another level of them. Like you cannot take, you know, uh, you can't you got to you can't take that for granted that these are grown men who livelihoods depends on them playing Sundays. They're going to play their best game they played all year. Because everybody's going to be watching. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get a job. That's how you stay. You have to perform well. It's all about performance. So definitely, it's not a letdown game. It's not a game that the Giants are going to you know, overlook them or because they're not so such a good team or whatever. We saw last week what could happen with them. Right. They had, they, I mean, even though the Vikings came back, but they had the Vikings, you know, on their heels. But the, the game, and I'm talking about the, the game of football, it's about momentum. Right. It's about momentum in every game. And then also during the season, that's what momentum is about. So the Giants have been back and forth during the season with momentum. Hopefully, I was thinking that they can ride that momentum from last week's win against the Commanders to this week, which I feel like they kind of did. They Still, played. Yeah. I think they played pretty well today. Yeah, I mean, I know we don't like moral victories over yeah. here, but losing by three on a record-setting field goal against a team that could, by all well and, and good accounts, be the number one overall in seed the in the NFC, mm-hmm. that's not something to take lightly. That is a good performance by this team. Of course, there's ways that they could have won. Of course, we would have rather had that situation. But if you're this team, this is not something to be ashamed of. This Def- is not a game definitely to be ashamed not. of. Definitely not. And look, you, you want to play meaningful football in December. Yeah. That's what they've been talking about. Dayball, Kayvon Thibodeau, everybody's been saying that. I mean, what's more meaningful than clinching a playoff game at home? Right, and that'll be meaningful football in January mm-hmm. right there. To see next year right there. But this is a Colts team, of course, that's going to be coming in on a short week. They just, as you mentioned, had that 33-point lead at the half that they lost to the Vikings, a 39-36 overtime game. They're going to be on Monday night football this week against the Chargers and then a short week as they had to MetLife to face the Giants Uh on New Year's Day at 1 p.m. So this will be an interesting one. But this is all they need. All the Giants need is one win, and they're in to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Still a tough loss on Christmas Eve today. But as you said, it'll be more fun to clinch at home, right? That's what it's all about right there. That's what it's all about. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on the Giants Huddle Podcast Rapid Reaction. You can find us wherever you get your popular podcasts, all your popular podcast platforms, and on Giants.com slash podcast for Super Bowl champion Jonathan Casillas and his twinkling sweater. My name is Madeline Burke. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.